Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And this is Pastor Bill Shishko here with you. We invite your calls to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study. If you're listening on Saturday, our live call-in number is 631-955-5400. And a special greeting to Redeemer Broadcasting listeners. That's 631-955-5400. Or you can text your questions anytime during the week on any topic. You help us prepare the programs 516-367-0391. That's text questions to Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391. Well, we're taking time to go back to basics in these visits to the pastor's study. We're calling the series The Basic Disciplines of a Healthy Christian Life. Well, in the same way that you need healthy practices for your bodies, especially food and exercise and rest, Well, you need healthy practices for your souls, and never forget that healthy practices for your souls will also bring benefits to your bodies, but that's for another program. Today, let's consider the place of singing in a healthy Christian life. Now, I may be wrong on this, but it does seem to me that singing, not not so much listening to singing as actually singing, doesn't have the same place in our lives as it did in previous generations. Go back just a a few decades, and you'd find families gathering around pianos and other instruments and singing hymns or popular secular songs. And singing was very, very much a part of the activism of the 1960s. The hearts of young people were caught and taught by the songs of their day. Now, people listen to a lot of music, but actual singing, well, that seems far less common. I see that in Christian homes, but I also see that in many Christian churches. Congregational singing seems, at least to me, to be increasingly replaced by musical performances and the human voice, aided by the accompaniment of a piano or an organ or a guitar, seems to be drowned out by loud instruments and more or less professional worship teams and praise bands, as they're called. Well, I want our time in today's visit to the pastor's study to encourage you, your family, and your local church congregation to embrace singing as a vital part of healthy Christianity in your personal, your family, and your church life. And believe it or not, singing is an outworking of your being made in the image of God. The prophet Zephaniah in the Old Testament book of the same name gives us a most touching and a most revealing description of God. In chapter 3 of the book of Zephaniah, you read that the Lord our God, that is the true and the living God, exalts over his people with singing. (laughs) Now that to me, that's a wow passage. I don't know how singing comes from God who is eternal spirit, But there is a joy that God has, a delight, a deep delight that cannot express itself in mere words. God loves his people so much that he expresses his exalting delight by singing. And because we're made in the image of that God, well, when we're made to sing too. 
Uh, there are some things that are so very deep and so very emotional that we must sing to express them. And of course, God commands us to sing, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the saints, which refers to what we would call singing in church. The first recorded song in the Bible is in Exodus chapter 15. God had just delivered the Israelites from the Egyptians. The Lord's people had passed safely through the parted waters of the Red Sea, and then those same waters engulfed the pursuing armies of Egypt. The Lord's people were so utterly amazed that words just couldn't adequately convey their surprise, their wonder, and their joy. And then we read Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. And that's the, that's the very first song in the hymnal of God's people. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have loved to be part of that congregational singing? Well, then, with the coming of Jesus Christ into the world, and with an even greater deliverance and an even greater victory over God's and our enemies, the Christian church, as the Israel of God, sings its praise to God. You can read some of the songs of heaven in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. But here on earth, we're also commanded to sing with a completed Bible that tells us of God's redemption in Christ, including the 150 Psalms of the Old Testament, which were all meant to be sung. We're told that as part of a healthy Christian life, we're to let the word of Christ rule in our hearts and dwell in us richly. How? by teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Now, you can read that in the New Testament book of Colossians chapter 3, and you read a similar command in the related New Testament book of Ephesians chapter 5, and it's in that passage that you'll find out that singing of the Word of God is directly connected with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, uh, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate author of all of the books of the Bible. So I, I hope that convinces you that we need to put a lot more emphasis on singing and singing the right kinds of songs as part of the diet for a healthy Christian life. So for today, I've asked Pastor Charles Oliveira to be my guest pastor as we talk about singing and a healthy Christian life. He is pastor of Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Mount Vernon, New York. I've been in his home, and I have had the, the great privilege of hearing him and his entire family play instruments and sing to the glory of God. And in a few minutes, you're going to hear a sample of that. But for now, welcome, Pastor Charles Oliveira. Hello. Hello, Pastor Charles Oliveira. Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, um, my background is uh, began in, in Brazil when I, um, I I was I grew up in a Christian family and then uh, I went to the seminary in 1994 and then after my my bachelor's degree in theology I had experience with one of the most famous uh, group, musical group in Brazil. Uh, translated to English, uh, it would be Conquerors in Christ. And then um, I met my wife in 1999, and we and, and she sings wonderfully. So uh, since uh, from then on, we started singing together. Uh, I recorded four CDs. Uh, my 
personal CDs, and I participated in, in more than uh, 16 other CDs of Friends. Um, I am a uh, choir director, uh, and I was chairman of the Music and Hymnology Committee in the Presbyterian Church of Brazil for seven years. Wow. So um, I, I had the opportunity to travel around uh, Brazil and I delivered uh, more than uh, 250 lectures throughout Brazil on music and, and worship. Wow. Well, we've got a great guest for the program. Were, were all of your CDs Christian songs, Pastor Oliveira, or, or did you do secular songs as well? Um, only Christian songs. Christian songs. So, so how did how did you and your your whole family have three children— and your wife, Legion, sings beautifully as well. How did you all become so skilled in singing and in music? Well, uh, first of all, I was born from a Christian musical family, in a Christian uh, musical family. My father used to sing with my mother, and then we, we had uh, uh, six people singing all together in, in four parts. Um, my father, my mother, and, and uh, me, I, and, and my my four brothers, uh, better, my four siblings, uh, we used to sing uh, choir-style um, hymns. And then I met my wife, Legion, when I, I, I sang in her church when I was a theology student. And she sang that day, and, and I, I, so I fell in love with her because, because of, of her beauty, because of her voice, because... Uh, of everything. So uh, we started singing together from then on, and then our children uh, sing well naturally because we always dealt with music in the church and in, in their school. So uh, it was a natural process. So, uh, um, and, and the, the oldest uh, just started studying by himself, and, and now he's a very gifted musician. Amazing. So, so do you sing every day with your family worship? Not every day, but, but we often sing together. When you say often, you, you sing together after meals, uh, before you turn in at night? or, or I mean, what, what, are the, what are the occasions on which you sing? I always tend to think of family worship as that time. After dinner um, okay. uh, in the night, so uh, we have family worship. Uh, we, we we don't sing too much, uh, you know. Maybe once a week we, we we sing some songs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but they but I can tell your children they must they must practice on their own as well. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. They yeah, they listen to music. Family. They uh, they study by themselves. Yeah. My my daughter, she's fourteen years old. She's uh, playing ukulele very well, and, and uh, she um, uh, plays uh, piano a little bit. And she's uh, up to improve more and more. Wow, and you enjoy it. That's the wonderful thing when I, when I hear you sing. Reminds me, Pastor Oliveira, of the the Moravians, which were a, a group of Christians. I think they settled in North Carolina. This would have been in the in the 1700s. But they were known for their singing in the fields. They were called the Singing Moravians, and you folks are very, very much like that. Incidentally, you're going to hear a beautiful sample from Pastor Oliveira, um, but that's going to come right after this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. 
It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study.
Pastor Charles Oliveira and his beautiful wife, Legion, with a version of Psalm 27. And in this program on singing, we want to encourage the singing of the Psalms, but uh, more about that probably next week. This is Pastor Bill Shishko here with you, and we are continuing our series on basic disciplines of the healthy Christian life. And of course, we're dealing with singing in the Christian life. My guest, the very musically inclined Pastor Charles Oliveira from the very musically inclined Oliveira family. If you have questions uh, about singing and the Christian life, comments you'd like to add, uh, please feel free to send them anytime. Text them to me, Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391, 516-367-0391. Pastor Oliveira, let, let's talk a little bit about congregational singing, singing for, for worship. What makes for a good hymn or a song that's suitable for corporate worship in the congregation of God's people? Well, uh, two things make um, a hymn or song suitable uh, for corporate worship. Um, beyond talking of, of scriptural, singable, and, and suitable uh, songs, because we, we need to sing the Word of God. And it must be uh, a very simple tune so that the congregation may sing all together with no no difficulties. And, and suitable because uh, we, we need to sing something appropriate for worship uh, to, to the Lord. And I, I would like to add just uh, two um, characteristics of, of the, the music we, we need to sing at the church. I would say impression and expression. Impression is the atmosphere that the song causes, the feeling that the song conveys. And uh, we, we don't need lyrics to identify a song as uh, glad or, or sad, you know. The instrumental is enough to, to convey the, the impression. And e- expression is the text that the song carries or, or conveys. It is the message or content of the music. The expression must be the Word of God. And Paul said in Ephesians 5, 19, that we must sing praises with hymns and spiritual songs. I, I agree with Dr. William Hendrickson when he said that a spiritual song is a poem that uh, based, uh, was based on the Word of God because the Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So a good song for worship combines both impression and expression. So, you know, I'm struck, Pastor Oliveira, I refer to this in my monologue because I came to faith in Christ, uh, tail end of the counterculture in the 1960s, before you and your wife were even born. But music <laughs> so captivated us, and, and that impression, you, 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 you it was, a, it, a lot of the music was protest music. We were protesting against things that we saw wrong in, in the status quo. And of course, the message was in there, whether it was an anti-Vietnam War message or whether it was a message for peace or whatever. That, is that what you're talking about when you're talking about impression and expression? Yes, absolutely, because some, some songs uh, bring an impression of a protest and something 
you know, with a very hard uh, and, and protesting message against government and things like that. And so uh, those uh, styles are not the best uh, to worship God because we need to uh, choose a song that conveys majesty, that conveys the beauty uh, of God's attributes, you know? So uh, they are more appropriate to sing in the church. Now, your, your, the song that you and Legion sang from Psalm 27, is that the kind of thing that you would teach a congregation to sing? It, it strikes me more as a as a something that you would sing as a performance song, or am, or am I mistaken? Yes, you're right. This is a performing song. This is not. Uh, I didn't wrote. I, I didn't write this song uh, thinking of uh, congregational uh, singing. I wrote this song because this is my uh, personal composition. So I wrote this song. Uh, as a performing uh, song, not for congregational singing. Okay. Maybe uh, this song is uh, uh, is suitable, but it's not singable. <laughs> yeah, okay, singable by you folks, but not, but wouldn't be something a congregation would. Uh, I'm already anticipating this. Uh, it, clearly, yeah. we're not going. We're not going to get very far in this program. Are you willing to be with us again next week, Pastor Pastor Oliveira? Yes, absolutely. Now, I'll add another one to it. Are you willing to uh, have a song for us that would be the kind of thing that would be suitable for congregational singing? Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, we've got a week to work on it. Hey, real quickly, Pastor Oliveira, uh, give us your contact information, because people may want to contact you for uh, for information about your music. And also tell us uh, where to find Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church, where you serve as pastor. Well, uh, my contact information is charles at ipb.org.br. This is my my email address, so you can contact me uh, through this email address. And the Westchester Orthodox Presbyterian Church is located at uh, 56 West Sydney Avenue, Mount Vernon, New York. And we have Sunday school class at 10 a.m. and worship service at 11 a.m. Okay. So you you can find Westchester uh, Westchester OPC on the internet on Sermon Audio, and then you can uh, just uh, keep in contact yeah. uh, with us. And we encourage the Sermon Audio the site for very worthy messages. Give us your your email address one more time, Pastor Oliveira. My email address uh, email address is Charles at I P as in Paul, B as in Ball. Dot org. Dot br. Dot br like Brazil. <laughs> yes, br like hey, Brazil. Thanks, Pastor Oliveira. We're going to look forward to more of this this next week. Let let me in this council from the pastor's study. We'll call it council from the pastor's study part one. Well, God willing, next week we can do part two. But all I want to do is recommend a book to you, a book by Keith and Kristen Getty, who have probably done more to revive and encourage congregational singing than any two people have done in in decades. Uh, But Keith and Kristen Getty's book, Sing, How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church, Sing, by Keith and Kristen Getty. They have fascinating chapters. It's a short book, actually. It's less than 150 pages, but you'll find rich chapters on created to sing, commanded to sing, compelled to sing, sing with heart and mind, sing with your family, sing with the local church. My favorite chapter, The Radical Witness, when congregations sing, and then, of course, they end up with a 
probe to the conscience, will you sing? So again, that's, the book is Sing, How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church. Hey, thanks for listening today. We'll continue next week. It is a privilege to be a pastor to you through the medium of radio, and especially as we deal with the basic disciplines of a healthy Christian life. Check out the archives of past Visit to the Pastor's Study programs. You will find those on sermonaudio.com, www.sermonaudio.com. Just look at a Visit to the Pastor's Study, or just go to our own website, visitthepastorsstudy.org, where you'll also find very helpful resources for congregations, for leadership training, for pastors. It's our way of bringing pastoral ministry to you, to your local congregation, to your pastors. We appreciate your feedback and your questions. Email me at visitpastorbill at gmail.com, or you can call my study, 516-593-1507. Remember that Sunday is the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that's faithful to the Word of God. And remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.